Hello, everybody, and welcome to What the Health, a podcast dedicated to helping you navigate your way to better health. I'm Lena Lahire, certified personal trainer, nutrition coach, best-selling author, and psychology student at the University of Calgary. I'll be discussing topics that range from nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and everything in between so you can feel confident in how to move towards better health physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Thank you so much for joining me. Let's get into our topic for the day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode. Joining me today, I have special guest Ryan Toman. Ryan is a top producing Remax agent, real estate investor, and a martial artist holding a purple belt in both jujitsu and in Bang Muay Thai. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. So I wanted to get you on the show for all of our listeners. Ryan and I go way back. We went to high school together. Um, and what I really appreciate about him is he incorporates a lot of mindset practices into his life. So that's a, a little bit of a background. And because January, I'm focusing on mindsets. I thought you were a really perfect person to have on the show to talk about those different practices. However, it didn't seem, or maybe you can correct, correct me if I'm wrong. Did you always value mindset practices or like building a healthy mindset? Or did that journey kind of start later on for you? What, what did that look like? Like, what's your history with that? It kind of started later on. Like, I don't think I was always the way I am now. Yeah. If you know me now, I'm pretty like self-disciplined. I'm all about, you know, kind of biohacking and doing different things to work on my mindset. So I think, uh, you know, probably in like my really early 20s is kind of when it started. Mm-hmm. Why, yeah. why did that shift for you? Like what happened for that shift to happen? Well, a couple things. I, I think genetics may play like a little part. Um, my parents were always pretty like organized and disciplined. And I think as I get older, I'm starting to, you know, notice myself picking up some of those traits more and more. But um, I had a hospital experience when I was in college that really just kind of came out of nowhere. And it, it was kind of, a, you know, it kind of made me realize that nothing is, is promised. And it kind of kicked me into gear of like, you know, you can have everything taken away from you, like, at any, at any time. So I, you know, it was kind of scary, because I was healthy, it happened out of nowhere. And then after that, I was like, Oh, shit, you know, like, so I think from there on, I was kind of like, okay, you know, we only have one chance, things can change fast. Um, you know, if I want something like I'm gonna have to be disciplined, I'm gonna have to be pretty rigid to, to get it. So what happened? I was, I was about, you know, a year into my uh, business college, and I just kind of got a stomachache and flu like symptoms. And the flu symptoms went away after a couple of days, but I still had a stomach ache. So I had a friend who was a nurse and, you know, she's like, you know, maybe we should take you to the hospital. So I went in thinking maybe I'd get some pills or something. And they put me on IV right away. And they said that they need to put me in immediate surgery because like my appendix were going to rupture. So I went into surgery and my appendix ruptured during surgery. And, uh, you know, it was about, 
I stayed in the Lloydminster Alberta hospital for about a week. And then I was ambulanced to Saskatoon for another week and a half. So it was, you know, 18 or 19 days before I, I left the hospital. And then once I left, I, I still felt vulnerable. I still didn't even feel like I should be out. Yeah. So it was, you know, a few months after that, before I started to feel normal again. Um, you know, I had to withdraw from my semester of college and it just came out of nowhere. You know, I'd never had anything like that happen. So after then I was like, you know, I got to kind of kick my life into gear and figure out what it is I want to do and you know, how I'm going to get it kind of thing. So, wow. Wow. That that's life changing, isn't it? It was scary. Like the scariest part, you know, it kind of relates to the COVID and what's happening now is the uncertainty because from the first day I went in there, I, I didn't really have answers, you know, like, couple days after the, the initial surgery I had, I was kind of like, you know, I don't know if I can do another day or two in here. Like I want to go home. Yeah. And then, you know, a week passes and they still don't really know what's going on. They still didn't really know um, when I was going to leave. And it led to another infection and a second surgery. But yeah, the uncertainty was, was hard to deal with for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's uh, a very <laughs> poignant comment to make at a time like this is there is just no certainties other than well other than death or taxes but do you know what's funny about that is I've I've been journaling like for quite some time now and I was going back and reading a journal that I was I was writing it in like uh, at the end of March and (laughs) just reading it it was like week two of the shutdown and I was like I don't know what I'm going to do if they lock us down for another week Mm-hmm. And then here I am reading this late December and it's like, if I only would have known how long this would have dragged out, like, I, I don't know how I would have, <laughs> would have got through it at that time. So, yeah, you kind of just have to take one step at a time, don't you? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So what were some of the unhealthy mindsets that you used to have, maybe still have, um, that you feel you've kind of overcome? Um, that's a great question. I would say worrying about things that are out of my control. Mm. You know, you might hear me um, refer to stoicism lots, the the philosophy of stoicism, but I definitely still struggle with it. But I kind of look at it like we're a battery, you know, we only have so much energy to give. And I think so many of us spend so much time like where we put our energy or sorry, where we put our attention is where we put our energy. Mm-hmm. And so much of us put attention into things that we can't control mm-hmm. and it drains us and it doesn't change the outcome. So, you know, no matter how much you worry about, let's say COVID-19, you know, you could read articles, you could watch the news, you could take three hours out of every day on this. It's not going to make a vaccine come quicker. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to make politicians, you know, uh, open up the lockdowns any sooner. All it's going to do is, negatively affect you you know you're going to be producing more cortisol you're going to be just living anxious living in fear and uh it's detrimental to us and it doesn't affect anything so i think that's the biggest thing i've been getting better with mindset wise is just focusing on what i can control but uh, i think a lot of us need to do more work on that for sure yeah 100 percent, and i mean we spend our lives just trying to control outcomes because we want certainty in life. 
Yeah. That lack of certainty can create a lot of agitation. Um, mm-hmm. Can you explain what stoicism is? Like what, what are like the concepts behind it? I'll attempt it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the biggest thing with stoicism is like every event that happens is, is neutral. It's not good or bad. It's all about the way we perceive it. So that's kind of the big concept around it is don't bring power to things that are out of our control, only focus on what you can and, you know, don't waste energy in that sense. That that's kind of a big, you know, one of the main concepts around it that I try to focus on. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's funny because I've had all these, you know, habits and practices that I've been attempting. And uh, my friend, Jesse Bolt, who, you know, he, one day, like five years ago, he's like, have you ever heard of stoicism? And I was like, I, I think I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is. And we kind of watched some videos explaining what it is. And it's, it's funny because it kind of put like a, a title or a label on something that we've kind of both been practicing. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of cool. It's, it's kind of like a, a religion in a sense of, uh, you know, it was just a title for a lot of the practices and principles we were trying to live by. So, yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. For any of you that missed the episode, Jesse was on a few weeks ago, shout out to Jesse. Um, and he was actually the first person, first guest I had on my podcast nice. a year ago. Yeah, so that's, that's very cool. So tell us a little bit about how martial arts has really helped you develop a healthier mindset because people think of exercise and they're like, oh, well, it's good for your physical body and you're a very fit guy. And I mean, you can just tell, you can see it, but that's not all there is to something, especially like martial arts is there. Yeah, it's, I mean, anything that we can do that forces us to be present I think is really good for us. And that's a big thing for me, like with real estate, I deal with, you know, people, people's biggest investments. I have a lot to juggle mentally. Mm -hmm. So when I can go, you know, five days a week and when I step on that mat, it's like nothing else matters. You have, you're forced to be physically present because when you have somebody that's trying to (laughs) strangle you, you can't worry about, you know, that bill that you still have to pay or something like that. So I think, the practice of, you know, forcing yourself to be present um, is just really good for the mind, but it's, it's also really humbling. Like, you know, you can't be full of crap when, when you're on the mats, you know, people kind of know where they stand and um, there's always somebody out there bigger and badder than you. That's gonna, that can pin you down and make you feel as innocent as you felt on the day you were born. You know what I mean? So it's, it's just helped me stay humble and kind of, grounded me a little bit Mm -hmm. but um you know I was big into just lifting weights before and and I still am but I was really big into for a while into just lifting my maximum weight and and trying to get big and um I kind of got to a point where that wasn't really serving me as much you know and you can get sick and then you can lose like a bunch of muscle in, in just one week so martial arts for me it's it's really helped just getting back into um, learning something again, you know, mm-hmm. like getting out of your comfort zone and, and there's just so much to learn, you yeah. know, there's so much to learn. So, and, and it's a lot of it's practical too. You know, it's not like um, you're going to train martial arts to go and get in a bar fight, but it's good to, it's good for confidence. It's good to make you feel comfortable and, um, you know, allow you to know what to do if a certain situation were to ever happen, 
So. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, with martial arts, there's such a strong spiritual component to it as well. Like you're talking about that humility that comes with it. I am kickboxed for just over a year, probably about four times a week. And I, <laughs> every time for like the first three months that I trained, I would cry. Like I left crying, bawling because it, it exposes something inside of you yeah. and breaks down those walls. And that's what I really see with people that are really big into martial arts is um, like you said, there's just this humility that comes along with it that you don't get in a gym setting. For sure. I, I remember one of the times I was like just getting into it. I was in college and I had this guy, he was pinning me down and there was nothing I could do. And after that session too, I was like almost in tears. I was so broken because I would, instead of using technique, I would try to you know, use aggression and strength and push my way out of it. And that only made me more exhausted, which made me, you know, it which just made it more and more difficult for me. And I left there like, wow, I have a lot, like I need to work on a lot, you know, and mm -hmm. um, yeah, it teaches you a lot about yourself. You know, you have to learn to be comfortable in uncomfortable situations. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I really love about it is, you know, where I train anyways, that uh, modern martial arts center in Saskatoon it's you could be training beside people who are professional fighters trying trying to like make it you could be training beside people who just want like a fitness workout or beside people who you know maybe they're a school teacher and they're just trying to learn something so just the diversity of the the people you meet and like the community you build around it too has really impacted my life yeah so that's probably been quite impactful with COVID <clears throat> For sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, but, but it's kind of cool because <clears throat> again, with the whole concept of community, like everybody stayed in pretty close contact throughout this, you know, and um, most people I'm aware of are still supporting the gym, even though the classes haven't really, you know, we haven't been able to utilize full classes. So just like the relationships in the community it's built, we've, we've stayed pretty strong throughout this, this chaos for sure. Mm -hmm. So what have you been doing to stay physically active while gyms are closed and, and you're not able to do those things? Well, adapting is the key for sure. Like that's one of the, one of the biggest um, traits I think that's important for anybody is the ability to adapt. So luckily for me, I did build a gym in my basement for like weight training, like five or so years ago. So I've been able to do that. Um, but as far as adapt, adaptation goes I've just been running a lot more for conditioning um as of now we can still do like social distance bag kickboxing classes with a mask so it's it's tough but you know I've done you know a little bit more of that and um yeah that, that, that's the big the biggest thing is probably running um because I can still do all my training like weight training it's just to to do the cardio and the conditioning so I've just been doing more running mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what are some other things that you do on a daily basis that contribute to a healthy body and, and healthy mind? Um, I can think of a couple if, if you don't mind. Um, oh, please. Um, you know, quickly, I guess things like cold, you know, having like, it sounds silly, but just cold showers, um, things like fasting. I, th I think, you know, there's definitely science behind that. 
with regards to inflammation, anti-inflammation rather, and, and, and that sort of thing. But I do a lot of that for the mindset, like any, any activity that where your mind has to tell your body who the boss is kind of mm. thing, you know, it's like, I like that when you, when you're in the, sh- when you go into a cold shower, you are forced to work on resilience. You know, you're forced to focus on breath, be comfortable in discomfort and just kind of build your will. You know, it's a practice to build your will. And it's, it seems simple. It, it seems kind of stupid to some people, but you can translate that into, into other areas of life for sure. You know, um, and actually meditation has, I've been meditating since early 2016 and that's been a big staple in just my overall mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the ones I do, you know, regularly is, is a little more visualization. So, you know, once I'm kind of relaxed about 10 minutes into it, I, I just kind of visualize where I want to be, who I want to become, the relationships I want to cultivate, you know, my financial situation. I just really try to like visualize that on a regular basis and not only just think about it and, but, but try to feel the emotion of what it would feel like to have already accomplished these things. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the key is really trying to like feel it. Yeah. So when you see and feel these things on a regular basis, you, you know, it it starts to become more familiar Mm -hmm. and I think you can, live with more intent and attract these things into your life a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then the other meditation I do, it's, it's kind of the polar opposite, actually. It's, um, you know, just focusing on, on breath and like everybody, you know, we have mind chatter that's going to distract us. It's going to pull us away from the present moment and just the practice of bringing ourselves back to the present moment. Mm-hmm. I think that's a mindset practice in itself that can also translate into other areas of life because it just teaches you that, you know, we are not our thoughts that they're always going to come and go, but, but we need to bring ourselves back to the moment Um, because we can get so carried away with thinking all day, you know, about the future, anticipating things that that probably aren't going to happen. And we're kind of living in a survival state, you know, like we we're kind of living unconsciously. So I think things like this have just helped me, um, just help me be more mindful and be more, you know, in the moment overall. Yeah. Yeah. That's so wonderful. I'm really big, um, on visualization as a type of meditation and just, yeah, feeling what is it, what would that feel like to actually accomplish that? Or I've, uh, I've just kind of divulged this to my audience, but I've been dealing with a chronic condition for over a year now and it's chronic headaches. Like, every single day, chronic headaches. And you get to a point where you're like, is this my life? And you realize like these things that happen to us are happening, you know, for us and through us and for a reason. And so even, you know, I know a lot of people probably listening, dealing with chronic pain. Like if you sit in a visualization, you can visualize like, what is it like, what would it feel like to not have that pain? And I find answers will come to you when you're just still because how can we hear answers if our mind is always busy yeah and it's usually not answers we want to hear like rest (laughs) yeah yeah and it's tough you know like it takes daily practice like it's easy to get discouraged and be like why am I doing this you know am I just wasting my time but 
what's the alternative just to just to kind of give up you know yeah. so I think yeah like we have to we have to do these practices for sure mm-hmm. and I think you know it's so important now you know something that COVID has taught me is that life has changed and I don't I don't know that it will go back mm-hmm. we don't know that it will go back um yeah to whatever, you know, I don't, I hate the term new normal. Like I, I don't yeah. like to use that term, but it's like, what will life look like after this? I think there'll be positives and negatives, but I hope that people realize what you've alluded to is that all we can do is control ourselves. And the things that we can control is, is to focus on that because things will happen where like your illness um, just happening, right? Like this condition, it just happened, right? Like one day I woke up and I just felt pressure in my face. No kidding. That never went away. That's got to be a tough one to deal with. Like, oh. <laughs> I've seen every kind of specialist you could possibly no kidding. imagine. Yeah. Wow. And, it, and it's amazing because, and I don't know if you find this, but it's usually you that has the answers, not the medical professionals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, yeah, just a lot of looking inside, you know, and yeah, because we can, there's so many different opinions and so many pieces of information, but we need to be really careful what we choose to take in, you know, it seems. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're a big fan of reading and you didn't yeah. always like to read books, did you? I don't know if I ever finished a book in school throughout school. No. I just... Yeah, it, it it never interested me. And then when I when I got into it, I, I just fell in love with it. And I'm somebody who it's not a strong suit for me. Like it's it's difficult for me to retain information. And I feel like it takes me longer than the average person to read, but it's addicting. Yeah, I love it. What are some of your favorite books and what have you learned from them? Um one, one of my favorite books that comes to mind is The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. It's, have, you, have you heard of that book? No. So it's basically, you know, four principles to kind of base your life around. Um, one is be impeccable with your word. Two is don't take things personally. Um, three is don't make assumptions. They might be mixed up a little bit. And four is always do your best. Mm-hmm. And... Um, like I said, it just gives you solid principles. And I, and I find that in life, if I'm ever, you know, in a, in a situation, I can kind of refer back to this and just remind myself like, okay, don't take this personally. You know, this wasn't, this person wasn't out to get, or, you know, have some integrity. Like if you said, you're going to do this, do it, you know, be impeccable with your word. So I found that book to be really, really impactful for me. Um, it's an easy read and it's something I can always refer back to. Um, I've, I've gotten into philosophy a lot. Obviously we talked about the stoicism, but I like psychology, which is kind of up your alley. Um, I, I, as far as authors, anything by Robert Green, um, Stephen Pressfield, uh, Malcolm Gladwell. Mm-hmm. I have a few offers, authors where I've read, you know, three or four of their books and I just kind of like their styles, but yeah, philosophy, um, psychology, self-help, inspiration, kind of, kind of that sort of thing. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I, uh, I never finished a book. Like I, I'd always start books, but never finish them until. Actually, this is really embarrassing because I'm a writer and I wrote a book. <laughs> but, 
um, until I got to university this time around. And I was yeah. forced to, to read these three books for my one class. And I've done podcasts on them. And they're from Heidi Grant Halverson called Succeed, which I've referenced a ton. Uh, and Carol Dweck, who's all about mindset. I don't know if you've heard of Carol Dweck. Oh yeah. Check her out. She's all about um, motivation and mindset. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really focused. That's the kind of psychology I, I would like to eventually get into is motivational psychology. Mm. Yeah. So really, really interesting. And books can be so helpful, especially if you're working from home and like you have extra time sitting in front of the TV is very uneducating. Do you know what? That's something that I, as far as adaptation with the whole COVID thing that you know, I tried to choose the perspective of gratitude is like, Hey, I get some more time to read now, you know? So I really picked up my reading this year, Yeah. but it's like, it's just part of my morning routine. Like I, I look forward to it so much every day. Like after my meditation, I put on my French press coffee and I get to sit down in peace and read my book. And I just look forward to that, you know, and I, there's usually like a little gem that I can write down from the chapter I read that morning that um, I might refer back to throughout the day and just thinking about it, you know? So I think kind of planting that seed first thing in the morning is, is just a really like healthy way to, to start your day. Yeah. Can you take us through your morning routine? Yeah, I don't, I don't have like a structured one, but I would say probably, probably six days a week. I'll, I'll wake up, um, you know, use the washroom, have some water, and then I'll go and do like a meditation usually, usually about 20, 25 minutes is what it is. Um, after that, I make my French press coffee and I read for about half an hour. And then it's at that point, which is about an hour to an hour and a half into my day that I pick up my phone from on silent. And I just, you know, kind of see, see the emails I have, uh, start to look at uh, my list. I'm really big at like writing my scheduling my days on paper. So that's when I kind of you know, uh, switch my mind over to the business mindset. Yeah. But that's, you know, loosely my routine. And I just, I just love it. You know, like, well, by the time I open up my phone, I'm kind of ready for anything. I'm ready to put out any kind of fires mm -hmm. because I've started the day proactive. I've had that peace of mind. I've been able to take some deep breaths and focus on me. And then it's like, okay, I'm ready for whatever now. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like Jesse really worded it well. He said, you know, we're always going to come down during the day, usually most days. Mm, right. Yeah. So if I'm starting here on a low, I have like this room to plummet, this much room to plummet. But if I start up here, I have a lot more area in which to plummet if I need to. That's a great way to look at it. Right? You know, like that's a great way. I, I can picture myself. <laughs> getting out of bed like from like a really annoying loud alarm clock and like jumping out of bed and like getting in my car and going to work like I would not be the same person that day uh, if I started yeah yeah it it is one thing that I've <clears throat> noticed that's consistent across the board <laughs> with the people that I've interviewed that talk about mindset is mm -hmm. their mornings are sacred yeah, I think it's so important to keep your morning sacred. Like, you know, these phones that like, they're always chiming at us. It's never yeah. going to stop, yeah. but like our mornings and, you know, I, I also think an 
at least an hour before bed, you know, mm -hmm. don't let other people infiltrate your day. Yeah. That's one thing I need to work on a little more. Cause I'm a little bit guilty of, you know, being on Instagram, like late at night and that sort of thing. But it's, it's so true. Like I, I went to, it does become sacred. Like I was at my parents the other weekend and when I'm there, I obviously don't do my morning routine. I kind of, I kind of wake, wake up with that. What do they call it? FOMO fear of missing out. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. just get out of bed and I'm like, Oh, I need to go like visit with them and stuff. So, you know, I'll get up and go have a coffee and like talk, visit with my parents and, and that's fine. But after doing that for a couple of days, it's like, I feel like I'm like internally getting behind and I've, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm really looking forward to like get home so I can do my meditation so I can read my book and just kind of get back to my routine of things. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much noise. Um, and like you were talking about <laughs> just breathing and sitting in that stillness and being present, whether that's through meditation or through martial arts, like it's kind of the secret, isn't it? Is to just really be present. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. You need, you need those breaks, you know, and I, again, with my work, there's a lot to juggle mentally. And uh, I guess that's another mindset practice you just reminded me of as simple as going for a 10 to 20 minute walk. Like I'll, I'll be working from home for a couple hours. You know, I'm just on the computer, I'm on the phone, this and that. And I just kind of feel like I'm hitting my mental capacity. Mm -hmm. So I'll set my phone down and I'll go for a walk and really just try to like feel the the breeze on my skin, you know, like just like appreciate my, my clear vision, like hear the sounds in the distance and just like feel my body like moving mm -hmm. and, you know, just essentially being in the present moment. And by the time I come back, it's like I'm reset. Mm -hmm. And not only that, not only like the mental reset and the calming you get from it, sometimes you'll just get some cool ideas that'll pop into your head that you've been waiting for. Yeah. Just from allowing yourself to like get rid of the thoughts and just be in the moment. Mm -hmm. And that's something I, I find, and I don't, I'm not sure if you've heard people say that, but like they keep <laughs> walking for granted and walking so good for you. Like it's just, <laughs> it's good on every level for me. Um, it's, a it's a type of meditation. Like it's how I, meditate is sure. is I walk like my husband and I went on a five kilometer walk at at 6 a.m this morning right it was cold it was a yeah. cold walk yeah <laughs> but like I feel amazing and it's funny right it's like sometimes it, like it sounds almost stupid it's like these things sound so simple yeah but I feel like we overcomplicate things yeah you know but it's like breathe, go for a walk. And it's like, this can change your life. And it's like, Oh, really? But yeah. it's like, really, really? Yeah. It's crazy. We're having this conversation. This is that <laughs> conversation. My husband and I were talking about on our walk this morning, yeah. like, just how simple health is, but in practice, you know, it's a little bit more difficult because then you get to all those underlying issues as to why you don't do them. And just to, just a little, like, uh, scientific mind cookie for you guys about walking is when you're really stressed out, our bodies were never meant to deal with stress for long periods of time, historically, evolutionarily. So we were always meant to have these short bursts of stress. And one of the ways to reduce that stress is to mobilize your stress hormones. And the way that we do that is to move. So when you're stressed, 
it's actually the best thing that you could possibly do is to go for a walk. And then the other thing is the fractal patterns in nature puts us in a parasympathetic dominance response. So just looking at nature and the fractals calms our mind. Isn't that crazy? Crazy. You know, I've heard something a lot more simple than that before of just movement is the best medication. Yeah. And it's so true. Yeah. Cause it mobilizes your stress hormones. Interesting. Yeah. Unless you're like smashing yourself because you feel guilty for eating ice cream the day before, <laughs> then, you know, probably, probably counterproductive, but like yeah. a nice walk is, is what I'm talking about. For sure. Yeah. Um, so what mindsets do you think need to be challenged in 2021? <laughs> just kind of back to you know not worrying about what's what's out of your control just narrowing your focus um mm. being selective on what information you choose to take in and just kind of being tunnel vision like focus on what's what's going to get you ahead you know what's going to make you happier healthier stronger what's going to benefit your family um yeah just narrowing your focus on on the, the things that matter and the things that we can control um yeah. you know getting off social media a little more, turning off the news a little more. Um, and even just with, with people, like we don't need to take in the opinions of everybody else. So, so I think we just need to, you know, intently be more tunnel vision and uh, choose where our attention goes. Because again, where attention goes is where energy goes. And we only have so much of it to give. Yeah. Love that. I love that tunnel vision. That's something that we can all really take into our day, that single focus. And that's what makes us really like, that's what makes us an expert at something is when we're, we're focused on it, right? You know, that selling real estate, if your mind is everywhere else, how can you like, how can you be a top producing agent? For sure. You know, and during this pandemic, like, you know, I, I felt the anxiety, the uncertainty of, of course, but a lot of people were kind of focusing on the wrong things, the, the chaos. What about this? What about that? <clears throat> and I, I remember throughout like the summer, just to myself, I was thinking, you know what, this is an opportunity, like reach out to all my clients, you know, keep these relationships strong, kind of plan and plot for, you know, how I can grow my business. And even though for a while there in the summer, like I wasn't making any sales, I was starting to feel more financial confidence um, and just business confidence just because I was thinking like, I'm, I'm like, I'm working behind the scenes, you know, like not everybody can see it, but it's like, I'm still treating this like a full-time job um, and instead of focusing on the chaos of you know what's going on. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and just like uh, to kind of wrap things up, what advice would you give our listeners for helping to develop healthier mindset? You've alluded to a lot, but like if they're really kind of battling up against things or kind of find it hard to stay motivated to exercise or eat healthy or, or to build in these practices, what advice could you give for them? I would say just put more clarity on your goals. Mm. You know, when, when you're really self-aware, when you really know what you want, motivation comes you know, discipline comes. And I think it's important to find out what it is you want out of life and reverse engineer what needs to be done in order to get that. Mm -hmm. And then you're living with more intent and life becomes simple. You know, it's, it's, the question is as easy as, okay, does this serve me towards my goal? Mm -hmm. Yes or no. And if it doesn't, 
then maybe it's something you shouldn't be, you know, uh, actively doing type of thing. So I think just set really like, first of all, take the time to find out what it is you want out of life. You know, like I, I think a lot of, it's easy to just go day to day without really putting the time in to think about what you want. You know, we just, this task, this, the next task, this day of work, the next day of work. And before, you know, you know, a year goes by, you know, five years goes by, a decade goes by. So like, whether it's a day or whether it's a week, just out of your environment, like ask yourself the hard questions. Like, what do I really want? You know, what's going to make me happy? What, what am I going to not regret later? You know, Mm -hmm. and um, set clear goals for yourself. And then it's simple, just work. Does this serve the purpose of, you know, letting me accomplish my goal? Yes or no. And things become more simple. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, it is simple, but it's also challenging because people don't want to look inside. Mm-hmm. right? Like they're more, it's more comfortable to be on autopilot than to like, say, what do I really want out of life and to have, you know, a potentially scary answer come up or an answer come up where you have no idea how to get there. For sure. You know, I think, I think, I think a lot of people kind of want things, mm-hmm. but they don't really want things. Mm-hmm. And there's a big difference, you know, like the idea of attaining certain things and I'm not talking about like money or status, but just like happiness and like fulfillment and living to your potential. The, the idea sounds sexy to a lot of people and they kind of want it. But if you really want something, you will like mold your life around the concept of getting that. Yeah. And it's like you said, it's a lot easier said than done because it takes action and it takes a lot of, you know, for lack of a better term, like, eating shit like you got to persevere you got to be persistent and you got to fail along the way and you got to have those moments where you're like you're questioning yourself you know and you're wanting to give up but there's power in just sticking to something and um if you want it bad enough you will yeah yeah i'm in full agreement sometimes there's things that i've said i've wanted in life and then i realize did i want this or did i think like society wanted this of me or someone else wanted this of me because I like I'm a go-getter like you I if I want something I go and get it right like I'm I'm in university getting a degree never thought I would do that because I wanted it and there's other things where we say that we want them but we actually don't do what it takes to get them for sure and and it's it's okay to pivot you know we don't need to be rigid it's like if you set a goal and then two years into it, you decide it's not feeling right. It's okay to switch it up. It doesn't mean you're a quitter. Mm. You know, it's not intelligent to accomplish something that you don't want to accomplish just because you're rigid and you said you would. Yeah. So I think that's where self-awareness comes in too. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that's super big about, you know, not trying to people please. Like, you know, I've struggled with the same things of, you know, questioning myself, am I doing this because other people think it would look right for me? Or like, do I really want this? Do I really have a desire for this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Well, I think this whole episode has been so good. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, where can people find you? I think I'm most active on Instagram. So just at Ryan Toman. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably the best place. Yeah. 
Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Ryan. And thank you everyone for listening. I know you're going to get so much out of this episode. Thank you so much, Lena. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning into today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed our discussion and gained better insight into how you can be the healthiest version of yourself that you can be. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel on iTunes and please leave me a review so we can get this message of better health out there. Have a great day and remember, you are powerful over your health.